This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. Second part of our 2022 draft rankings and preview show starts today with the running back class. If you missed the last show, we previewed the quarterbacks, the 2022 quarterback class. So we're getting ready for the start of the 2021 college football season. With that comes the release of the new premium notebooks here at Saturday to Sunday, which includes the 2022 scouting notebook. All our players we watch on film, all our notes, all our scouting reports, our projections, our NFL role. Previous episode, I went through 18 quarterbacks that currently have write-ups in the new notebook that will be released close to Labor Day, potentially before. Tonight, I'm going to break down the running backs, okay? So the running backs, I have watched and wrote reports on 27 running backs that are draft eligible in the 2022 NFL draft. So I'm going to break it down. I'm going to share my rankings. I'm going to share my tiers that I kind of have it broken down to just on film. This isn't our tier buster shows that we do after when we start incorporating fantasy value and rookie draft value and all that. This is just based on film and talent, nothing else. So we're going to go through similar to the quarterbacks, For the top, I'll say 12, 13, 14, my reports that I share with you are going to be a little bit more in-depth. And then the last 10, 12, 15 guys, it'll be more quick hitter style. Just share my quick thoughts on those guys to at least expose you to some other names as well. So let's start right at the top. What do I think about this running back group as a whole? I'm pretty intrigued by it. I don't think it's as good as some classes we've had, but I think it has a lot of potential. I think we got some potential first round guys. I think we got a bunch of guys who are locked and loaded for day two. I think we got some guys that can make a move up draft boards. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see how this plays itself out. But I know we have a couple guys right at the top. So for me, top of my rankings Start with two names. Brees Hall out of Iowa State, Isaiah Spiller out of Texas A&M. They kind of make up my first tier. They're kind of a tier by itself, those two guys. So let me start with Brees Hall, who is my number one running back. Okay? So when I watch Brees Hall's game, Brees Hall's a guy that obviously we've been following close here Saturday Sunday for quite some time. Iowa State, junior, 6'1", 220 pounds. Rushed for almost 1,600 yards last year, 21 touchdowns. Chipped in with 23 catches for 180 yards and two touchdowns. The guy's the total package. Great size and frame. Good athleticism, movement skills, burst, acceleration, and quickness. Good to very good play strength. Shows physicality. I think he's got elite. And I I use that verb very, very sparingly in the the notebooks right now because I need more especially coming off a weird year last year. But Brees Hall has elite contact balance. 
He breaks tackles. He absorbs contact. Picks up additional yards. He's got good footwork. He shows the ability to cut, change directions, even at 6'1", 220. I think he's got great vision, patience, and natural instincts as a runner. In terms of things, I think he's probably averaging. I think his long speed's probably average. Not going to be a burner at, at the combine. His receiving production has been about average. His receiving skills, average. That's fine. Some things I want to see him work on, pass protection techniques. I'd like to see a little bit more route running out of the backfield. A little bit more than just check downs, screen passes, to really make him that triple option. To me, he reminds me so much of Kareem Hunt in terms of the elite contact balance. The athleticism is is good, not great. The speed is average, not a big deal. The power, the physicality, the burst, all of that remind me of Kareem Hunt on the football field. I think he's a late one, early round two guy. I think he can be effective in any scheme. I like him best in an inside gap or zone scheme with some outside runs mixed in. I think he can do it. I like him in between the tackles more with some kickouts to the outside. So that's my thoughts on Brees Hall as my number one running back in this class right now. Right there with him, second would be Isaiah Spiller, a tier unto itself. Those two names. Spiller from Texas A&M. Junior, 6'1", 225. So we're talking very similar profiles, right? 6'1", 220 for for Hall. Spiller, 6'1", 225. Last year, a little bit over 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns. Chipped in 20 catches for 193 yards. Ideal size and frame, right? Nothing, you look at that 6'1", 225, that's how you would would draw it up. He's got good to very good athleticism. He's got movement skills. He's got short area bursts for his size. Similar to Breach Hall, I think his long speed's probably just average. I think his receiving production and receiving skills are about average. But like Hall, very good to great play strength, power, leg drive, physicality, great contact, balance himself, runs through contact, absorbs contact, breaks tackles, picks up additional yards. Great footwork for a man his size. A man his size to have footwork like Spiller is rare. You combine that with good cutting ability, change of direction skills to create additional yards, and very good to great vision and patience. There's a lot to like about Isaiah Spiller's game. Some things I'd like to see him work on, show a little bit more in the route acumen of a route runner, similar to what I said about Brees Hall. Might not be his game, but I'd love to see some more. I think he's got a he's a little inconsistent in pass protection. He's got to clean up some pass protection techniques. And his hands are a little bit inconsistent. So nitpicking stuff in terms of developmental areas. I think he's a starting running back, similar to Brees Hall. I think he's a late one, early two. I think similarly, he's also best in an inside gap or zone running scheme. Has the ability to kick it outside and be good. I just think he's best inside. So I think Brees Hall and Isaiah Spiller are very comparable players. A lot of their strengths, a lot of their best attributes kind of overlap themselves. The contact balance, 
between the tackles is when they're at their best. The power, strength, physicality, great footwork for men their size, average long speed, good athleticism though, good vision, patience. A lot of similarities between those two players. To me, they sit in a tier by itself. After that is where I think it starts to get a little interesting. For me, my next tier, I would say, is probably three names. And there's some projection and there's some upside here. Jerrion Ely out of Ole Miss. Tyron Williams out of Notre Dame. Eric Gray out of Oklahoma. Let's start with Jerry Neely. He's been a guy we've been high here at Saturday Sunday for quite some time. If he chooses the football career instead of the baseball career, and I haven't really been following how much the baseball is in his plans. I know when he, when he came out from high school, he was regarded as a very high prospect in baseball that people had concerns whether or not he was going to play football. I have Honestly, I haven't been following that. I don't know if that's still a thing. But I, in terms of his football talent, junior out of Ole Miss, 5'9", 190. So totally different than the two guys I just previously talked about in Brees Hall and Isaiah Speller. He's obviously undersized. But where he shines, great athleticism. Great movement skills. Big time long speed. Explosiveness. Burst. Acceleration. Home run hitter when he touches the football. Very good to great footwork. Agility and elusiveness. Change of direction and cutting ability skills. Can make people miss in the backfield. Dangerous weapon in the open field. Making people miss. Shows the lateral quickness to be a real weapon perimeter outside running. I know last year he only caught 15 passes. Don't worry about that. I think his receiving skills are good to very good. He's also a returner. He's a he's an offensive weapon that can be used in a variety of ways. Very intrigued by him. Some things I think are about average right now. Even at his size, I think his contact balance, play strength, they're about average. Vision, patience, about average. You see some inexperience still. You see a guy splitting his time, you know, with two sports. You know, you see some mistakes. Things that I want to see improve. I'd love him to get that number more to 200 pounds. 198, 197, something like that. He's not going to be a power back. There's obviously limitations in terms of his workload. He's got to show he can hold up in pass protection. So there are some things. But to me, the way the NFL is played now, every team has two backs. To me, he's a part of a committee and an offensive weapon, pass catching back, however you want to think about it. To me, he's a day two guy, a lot of upside. Outside zone scheme, outside gap. I think are his best two things. Outside zone is probably his best. Outside gap, second best. Inside zone, I'm okay with if you're spreading him out and he's going to be that guy, that space back in an inside zone run game. So I like Ely. A lot of projection there, though. Fords for me, 
was Kyron Williams at Notre Dame. Junior, 5'9", 199 pounds. Last year, big year, over 1,100 yards rushing, 13 touchdowns, 35 additional catches for 313 yards. He's a little bit undersized, not as much as Ely. He's already at that 199 number. I'm sure when he's at his combine, he'll check in at like 204 or something. So he might be slightly undersized. But he's got good to very good athleticism, movement skills, speed, burst, quickness. A good vision, patience, allowed those great offensive linemen in Notre Dame to open up those lanes, and he did a good job picking them, following his blocks. A lot of natural rushing instincts in Kyron Williams' body. Very good receiving skills. Got yak ability, change of direction, footwork, cutting ability, agility in the open field. He's a dangerous weapon in the open field. To me, body style, a role at the NFL level. To me, the lead of a committee backfield, he reminds me a whole heck of a lot of Austin Eckler. And that's a big time compliment. A lot of teams in the NFL would draft a guy with a skill set of Austin Eckler in round two. A lot of teams. Maybe even late round one. But I think he's a, he's a, he's a day two guy. So Kyron Williams is a guy I'm very intrigued with. I think Ely's a little bit more naturally explosive, but Kyron Williams' track record's better. A lot of people probably have Kyron Williams ahead of Jerry Neely. But Ely's a little bit of a projection built in there, what I think he could do, not what he has done. I like what he's done on film, but to put him over Kyron Williams in my rankings is a little bit projection-based. And fifth for me is Eric Gray. Really intriguing to talk about him. Obviously, played at Tennessee for the start of his career. Now he's transferred to Oklahoma. Going to form a dual backfield, Kennedy Brooks, who's been there. Gray's a junior, 5'10", 207 pounds. Last year, he rushed for just under 800 yards, four touchdowns, but 30 catches added in. I would say his size and frame are about average. 510, 207. Very good athleticism, burst, acceleration. He's got good long speed. Not great, but good. But I love his footwork. Very good footwork. Shows the ability to change direction smoothly. Shows agility and elusiveness in the open field to make people miss. Like his vision, like his balance. He finds the right rush lane. Runs through initial contact regularly. Very good to great receiver with good hands and route running skills. He's a three down player. So I'm intrigued by Eric Gray. In that Oklahoma offense, he's going to be a part of a committee at Oklahoma. He's probably going to be a part of a committee at the NFL level. But that doesn't mean he can't be a really high impact player. Even in, even in a committee backfield, I think he'd be the lead of a committee backfield. Can play on all three downs. That's the intriguing part. Not too small to run in between the tackles. He's not too small to run on early downs, but he's a great catcher of the football. He can do it all. I think he's going to have a monster, monster statistical season playing in that Oklahoma offense led by Spencer Rattler. I think outside zone, inside zone, 
his best attributes, best best scheme fits. I think he's a day two pick. I think when all said and done, he's going to go on day two of the draft. I expect his stock to catapult this year, playing in that Oklahoma offense. So I'm excited about him. My next little tier. Couple names. Zonovan Knight out of NC State. Kevin Harris out of South Carolina. Zamir White out of Georgia. That's my six, seven, and eight. Zonovan Knight at sixth. Kevin Harris at seven. Zamir White at eight. When I watched Zonovan Knight, he was not a guy that I had a lot of eyes on prior to about a couple weeks ago. I came away extremely impressed with Zonovan Knight, nicknamed Bam. Last year, almost 800 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns, chipped in with 20 catches. 5'11", 210 out of NC State. Good size and frame, good athleticism, long speed, explosiveness, and burst. But his acceleration was very good. But that was his, one of his best attributes. In addition to that acceleration, his cutting ability was very good. Vision and footwork. The ability to make people miss behind the line of scrimmage and in the open field. Did he combine good contact balance, toughness, and play strength? and showed the willingness and the ability to run through contact, break tackles for additional yards. I think his receiving skills are about average. Same thing with his production. His power, finishing ability, about average. Some things I'd like to see him improve upon. Pass protection. Got to clean up his pad level. Sometimes he runs too high. Some workload question marks and how much of a workload he could have. And something we see a lot that that college prospects got to get better at. He's got to do a better job varying the tempo of his runs. Can't always be the same speed. And some inconsistent hands. I think he's a committee backfield. Committee backfield can even be the lead of a committee. Outside zone. But also run inside Zone out of the spread. I think he's a day two guy. I like him. Donovan Knight surprised me more than I didn't know a lot about him. I came away impressed with him. So Donovan Knight is a guy I'm not sure is a universal name, but there's a lot to like about his game. Next up, much more well-regarded, well-known, is Kevin Harris out of South Carolina. Big, big year last year. So Harris is a junior, 5'10", 224 pounds. Last year, he rushed for over 1,100 yards, 15 touchdowns. Chipped in with 21 catches, 159 yards. Great size and frame. Compact, good build. Average to above average athleticism and long speed. It's not his calling card. Know who he is. Kevin Harris is a guy, average athleticism, average to above average long speed. That's who he is. But he's got good burst. He picks up acceleration pretty good for a man his size when he gets to the second level. 
Very good to great contact balance. A lot of guys are really good contact balance in this class. Shows that contact balance. Great play strength, power, physicality, leg drive. Legs are always churning. The natural forward lean finishes with aggression. He can absorb contact. He breaks tackles. He picks up additional yards. Always seems like there's multiple guys that got to take down Kevin Harris. Very good vision, patience, and footwork. You see him allow his blocks to develop. And then one cuts and gets up the field quickly. Lot to like about Harris's game. Already right, said his athleticism and long speed are about average. He's got to keep, got to keep, be cognizant of his pad level. Let's say it's average. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes a little too high. He wants to be the one delivering the punishment, not opening himself up for punishment. His receiving skills are about average. Things I want to see him work on. He doesn't show a lot in terms of agility or elusiveness in the open field. There's some injury questions in the past, and he's got to be better in terms of pass protection. But I like Kevin Harris. To me, if we see guys like Zach Morris, Zach Morris, <laughs> Zach Moss go on day two, Kevin Harris is a day two player. Kevin Harris is leaps and bounds a better prospect than Zach Moss, in my opinion. To me, he's a lead of a committee backfield. He's going to work short yardage and goal line as well. There's a lot to his game that reminds me of Chris Carson. Across the board. Size, frame, athleticism, speed. Carson's about average in that. But then all the things that Carson does well. The contact balance, the power, the toughness, physicality, finishing ability. The receiving acumen, about the same as well. I think he's best in an inside gap or zone run scheme, just like Chris Carson is. Occasionally can kick it outside. So there's a lot to work with here with Kevin Harris, but I think he's got a chance to be a lead of a committee backfield and be a very good player. Next up, number eight, same tier, Samir White out of Georgia. Guy I feel like we've been talking about a long time here at Saturday Sunday. Redshirt Jr., 6 feet, 215 pounds. Last year, rushed for just under 800 yards and 11 touchdowns. Let's start with the concerning parts because we see it in the stats. Six catches, 37 yards. Right now, he's a complete non-factor in the pass game. Receiving skills, production, not there. He's had some injuries in the past. We haven't seen him do much in pass protection. He's not going to be a guy who's going to make you miss. Lacks the agility, elusiveness, change of direction skills. He's a little inconsistent at varying his run tempos. Talked about that before. It's a, it's a trait that not enough college backs come into the league and have mastered. But what does he do, what does he bring to the table? Very good size and frame. Great contact balance, toughness, play strength, finishing ability power and physicality to run for contact, break tackles. Overall, good athleticism, straight line speed and burst for his size. Displays very good to great leg drive, pad level, and natural forward lean. Good footwork with the ability to one cut and get up the field quickly. 
in a weird way, he, I know his weight's not there. So that's the difference. But in a weird way, he reminds me a lot of A.J. Dillon in terms of what he can't do and what he can do well. Well, A.J. Dillon was just bigger, right? A.J. Dillon was much more like 230 or whatever, maybe even 240. So A.J. Dillon was totally different level in terms of weight. But Samir White, I feel like, plays that style of play, and that's who he's going to be. To me, he's the lead of a committee backfield on early downs. Going to work goal line, short yardage, stuff like that. Inside gap scheme to me is far and away the best. You can do some inside zone. You can even do some outside gap because he does have the athleticism to kick it to the outside. To me, he's a mid to late day two. Late second round, third round. Like I said before, if a guy like Zach Moss is going day two, I think James Conner snuck in to day two. Zamir White's got a good shot at going on day two. But he's not for everybody. He's not for a team that wants a clear guy in terms of one guy who can do it all in the backfield. You know, maybe a team like the Chargers wants to pair somebody else with Eckler to prolong Eckler's career. Zamir White would make a lot of sense. They've kind of dilly-dallied. They, Larry Roundtree, Joshua Kelly, Justin Jackson. Now, they need a guy like Zamir White to pair with Austin Eckler. You know, if the Cowboys, for some reason, were going to move on from Ezekiel Elliott and roll with Tony Pollard, well, they would need somebody else. Zamir White could be that guy. Somebody like that. A team like that should be focusing on Zamir White, in my opinion. So that made up my top eight. So my top eight, again, to recap, Reese Hall, Isaiah Spiller, Jerry Neely, Kyron Williams, Eric Gray, Zonovan Knight, Kevin Harris, and Zamir White. For me, the next group here kind of spreads out a little bit in terms of the tiers. I would say my next group of guys is Max Borgie out of Washington State, James Cook out of Georgia, Chris Rodriguez out of Kentucky, C.J. Verdell out of Oregon. That's probably my next grouping if I was going to break this up. Let's talk about Max Borgie because we really haven't seen him for almost, you know, he barely played last year. So let's talk a little bit about Max Borgie and what he brings to the table. I think he's very much a specialized role player at the next level. But that doesn't mean he can't have a significant piece in the team. He only played one game last year. 95 yards rushing, almost 10 yards a carry. Prior year, 86 receptions for a running back. 600 yards, five touchdowns, also ran for 800 yards. Borgie out of Washington State, senior, 5'9", 207. Only average size and frame. Athleticism's good. Speed's good. Movement skills, quickness, burst, acceleration, good. Shows good footwork. The ability to one cut. Got good change of direction skills, agility and elusiveness in the open field to make people miss. But his calling card, the receiving skills. Very good to great. Route running ability for a running back. Hands, yak ability. Above average to good instincts and patience as a runner or as a receiver after he makes the catch and he's in the open field. Things he's about average out. 
Contact balance, play strength, toughness, finishing ability, power. Shows good effort and pass protection. Where does he got to work? Where does he got to improve? Show he could be more of a power inside runner. There's questions about his workload. How much can he handle? But that's okay. Pass protection is, is a big one. He's If he's going to be this dynamic pass catching back, he's got to improve his pass protection. He's got some injury in the background. To me, he could be part of a committee where he could just be a straight pass catching back on third downs. I think outside zone is his best scheme. He can run inside zone, especially on a spread shotgun. To me, he's got a skill set somewhere on the Chase Emmons-Danny Woodhead range. He's not as athletic as Danny Woodhead. Talk to my guy, Ray Garvin, friend of the show, been on the show. He told me, and we discussed Danny Woodhead and just how athletic Danny Woodhead was. Borgie doesn't have that type of athleticism. He's not going to test like Danny Woodhead tested at his pro day. But style of play at the NFL... I think Borgie could be similar to how Danny Woodhead was used. We've seen Chase Edmonds carve out a really nice career so far in terms of opportunity. This year, theoretically, to lead in that Cardinals backfield. I don't know if that's Borgie's future, but I think he can be that that skill set similar to Chase Edmonds, Danny Woodhead. Change of pace, third down, pass catching back and go from there. Intrigued by Borgie. Hoping he has a really good year. After Borgie was James Cook. James Cook's an interesting one. Because James Cook, not a lot of usage at Georgia. Very limited usage, to be honest. I feel like he's been there a while. He's a senior. 5'11", 195 pounds. Last year, he rushed for 300 yards, 16 catches, 225 yards receiving for two touchdowns. He's only got average size and frame, even slightly undersized, probably a little bit, you might say. But it, it doesn't look that, so the number's a little deceiving. Good to very good athleticism, movement skills, speed and burst. Good to very good footwork, change of direction skills and agility. Very good to great receiving skills. I don't care what the stats show. Watch them. He shows route running and hands of a receiver. He's versatile to be an offensive weapon used in a variety of ways in an offense. Intriguing player. I think his vision, instincts, patience, they're all about average, functional. Play strength, contact, balance. Things I want to see him improve upon. Running with more power and physicality. Never going to be a guy who carries a heavy workload. He's got to clean up pass protection and limited production. But he's a guy who I think could be a change of pace or receiving back, but also could be an offensive weapon. You can do outside zone or gap. You can do some inside zone stuff as well, delays, draws. But he's going to make – I put him and Borgie back-to-back because I think they're two guys – that are going to be drafted exclusively for their pass catching skills. That's why that's why a team's going to draft them where they draft them. And I, I skipped it in Borgie. I think Borgie probably goes round four. 
I think Cook probably does too. I think we've passed now the guys who would go in the top 100. But teams are going to look at James Cook's skill set, and they're going to think this is going to be a guy who might move up boards, even though without the production, because he's got the athleticism. He's got the pass-catching ability. He's got the quickness, the speed, the athleticism. Very intrigued with James Cook. Next up on my ranks was Chris Rodriguez out of Kentucky. Another guy. Very new to the party on Chris Rodriguez. Was unfamiliar with him. Besides just watching him at times in an SEC game. The junior out of Kentucky. 5'11", 224 pounds. Rushed for just under 800 yards last year. 11 touchdowns. Only one catch. So let's start right there. Very comparable player, Chris Rodriguez, Zamir White. In terms of they don't bring anything in the past game. Chris Rodriguez, no receiving production, limited receiving skills. The difference between Rodriguez and Zamir White and why there's a, a difference in their rankings and tiers is Chris Rodriguez doesn't have that straight line long speed. It's a concern. He hasn't had the lateral quickness to get to the outside. Those are areas where Zamir White is better. Zamir White's got good long speed, good lateral quickness for a guy his size. Chris Rodriguez is not. They are Neither of them are guys who are going to make people miss. So to me, for Rodriguez, you're not going to see him show agility, elusiveness, or change of direction in the open field. You're just not. But what does he bring to the table? Great size and frame. Very good to great play strength, power, toughness, and physicality. Great contact balance and finishing ability. Runs through contact, absorbs it, enjoys it, it seems like. Breaks tackles. Good footwork. Average to above average vision and patience. Rodriguez is going to be drafted as a depth running back with the upside to be part of a committee backfield on early downs, short yardage, or goal line back. Inside gap scheme should be the only offense, the, the main scheme fit for him. He's a day free back. More value and standard in PPR leagues. So Chris Rodriguez, I like him more. I think the comp to Benny Snell fits a little bit. I like Rodriguez a little bit more. But if you just kind of rattle out the positives and the negatives, the strengths and the concerns, when Benny Snell was coming out to Chris Rodriguez coming out, they are very, very comparable. So I think Rodriguez is, is, a, is a round four, round five guy right now. Okay. Next, CJ Verdell out of Oregon. Interesting player, been there a while now. Redshirt senior, 5'8, 194 pounds. So undersized for sure. Frame's probably about average. Good overall athleticism, short area burst. Very good footwork. That's my one of my favorite traits about Verdell. Above average play strength and power with good contact balance, pad level, and finishing ability for his size to run through contact. He runs tough, Verdell. Doesn't run like a 194-pound back. Runs like a 205, 210 type back. Looks like that at times, to be honest with you. 
Good vision and patience to allow his box to develop and then decisive in hitting the hole. Very tough player. Tough physical. A lot to like about it. that aspect of his game. I think his receiving skills are about average. I think his long speed's about average. Power, same thing. Play strength, average. But tough, physical. Concerns, though. His age is a little bit of concern. Receiving production is not matched as receiving skills. Not going to see him make a lot of people miss in the open field. You don't see a lot of elusiveness, agility, stuff like that. And for a guy who's 194 pounds, you'd like to see a little bit more than that. So that's a concern. To me, he's a depth running back with the upside to be a part of a committee. Inside gap or zone scheme. Can run some outside zone as well. I think he's a Dave type guy. Somewhere around four, around five. So that makes up my top 12. After my top 12, next couple guys on my list. And I'll go through 15 with, with more detailed analysis. And then we'll go quick hitter style the rest of the way. The number 13 for me is Keontae Ingram, who transferred to USC this past season. Rakshad White out of Arizona State. Rakshad White out of Arizona State. And Tyler Algier out of BYU. Let's start with Keontae Ingram. Because this is a guy last year I was really hyping up when he was at Texas. Things went sideways for him there. But there's a lot to like about Keontae Ingram. Of all the guys I talked about tonight, he's the guy that can make the biggest leap, the biggest jump, I think. Now at USC, six feet, 220 pounds. In 2019 at Texas, he ran for 850 yards, seven touchdowns with 30 catches, 242 yards. Last year, John Robinson kind of took over that backfield. Ingram took a step back. I think we're going to see Ingram get a real opportunity to be the guy at USC this year. I'm excited for it. Because to me, when I watch him play, I see a guy with very good size and frame, good contact balance, shows toughness, finishing ability, power and physicality in his runs, good footwork with the ability to one cut and get up the field quickly, good agility and elusiveness for a man 220 to create space and make people miss in the backfield or the open field. Good to very good receiving skills and hands. Average to above average overall athleticism, speed, acceleration, and burst. I want to see some better pass protection from him this year. I want to see if he can answer some questions about what type of workload he can handle. And his production has been very inconsistent. Can he show more consistent production? But I think he's a depth running back, but the upside to be part of a committee backfield or a bigger pass catching back. I think he's got three down potential. I like things about Keontae Ingram. I truly do. So I'm intrigued by him. Fantasy people, I think he could be an intriguing guy in PPR leagues down the line. I think he's another day three guy. Around five right now. But I think there's upward momentum for him to move upwards in the ranks. Next up, Rakad White out of Arizona State transfers. Very interesting player, Rakad White. In four games last year, 
White rushed for 420 yards, 10 yards per carry, five touchdowns, eight catches for 150 yards and another touchdown. So let's just, let's start with some concerns with White. Obviously, he doesn't have a lot of production. Doesn't have a lot of experience at D1. Played four games. He's got to show he can pass protection. He doesn't run with a lot of power or physicality in what we saw. But what can he bring to the table? He's got good size, average frame. Good to very good athleticism, long speed, burst, and acceleration. Big play waiting to happen. Good to very good footwork. Shows the ability to plant that leg and cut. Shows the ability to change directions in the open field and maintain his speed. Can make people miss with his agility and elusiveness. Average to above average receiving skills. With the skill set to be a weapon out of the backfield. You put him in an outside or an inside zone scheme, give him some space. He reminds me a lot of Chubba Hubbard. The good and the bad. We saw Trevor Hubbard was never as good as people thought he was going to be in terms of draft capital, but he went round four. I think White could be a guy who ends up moving up boards, being in that round four mix because of his natural athletic ability and talent and upside. So he's intriguing. And then next up for me, 15th in my rankings, is Tyler Algier at BYU. Now, the great question is, was he just a product of Zach Wilson, that great offensive line, that great offense last year? Or is he more? We'll find out this year. But there's a lot. If we're going by just film, it was hard not to watch Algier and be intrigued. Redshirt junior out of BYU, 5'11", 220. Last year, rushed for 1,100 yards and 13 touchdowns. 14 catches, 174 yards. Got to love the size of 5'11", 220, ideal. Above average to good overall athleticism. Long speed, acceleration, and burst for a man his size and frame. Good to very good play strength, toughness, physicality, and contact balance. He runs through you. He'll punish you down. Good footwork, vision, and one cut ability to get the field quickly and above average receiving skills. He's got things he's got to work on. Pass protection. Was he just part of that scheme that created wide open rushing lanes? Only one year of production. And is there enough natural rushing instincts? His former linebacker turned running back. To me, he's a depth running back, but he's got upside development to a part of a committee due to his ability to play in all three downs. At BYU, he was, a, he was very effective in an outside zone run scheme. But to me, at the next level, I think he's best as an inside gap or zone with the ability to kick it to the outside as well. I think he's a round five type guy, Dave Perry. It'll be interesting. This group of guys, this tier, Ingram, White, and Algier. They can fade down to out of the draft. They can push their way up into consideration much higher. Very intrigued, intriguing tier of players right here. Next up. Let me rattle off 16 to 20. 16, Sincere McCormick out of UTSA. 17, Tyler Batty out of Missouri. 
18, Ty Chandler out of UNC. 19, Brian Robinson, Jr. out of Alabama. 20, Master Teague, third out of Ohio State. Talk about these guys quickly. McCormick, not a lot of people are going to know much about him, right? Small school guy out of UTSA. Junior, 5'9", 200 pounds. Rushed for almost 1,500 yards last year. 11 touchdowns, 20 catches. Average size and frame, good overall athleticism, burst, long speed, and acceleration. Very good vision, patience, footwork, agility, and elusiveness to attack the correct rushing lane and make people miss behind the line of scrimmage in the open field. Obviously, the level of competition concern. Good to very good contact balance with the ability to run through contact, pick up additional yards, above average receiving skills. To me, McCormick is a change of pace committee type back, pass catching back, outside or inside zone, Dave Vary. Intrigued by his skill set. Next up after McCormick was Tyler Batty out of Missouri. Very specialized player, Batty is. You look at Batty, senior, 5'9, 190 pounds. Only rushed for 240 yards last year. 28 receptions, 333 yards is, is the intrigue. He's a clear change of pace pass catching back, but he's got very good to great athleticism, speed, explosiveness, burst, and acceleration. He's got footwork. He can get to the outside with good lateral quickness. He's got cutting ability, change of direction skills, and elusiveness to get to the perimeter, make people miss in the open field. Very good to great receiving skills. He's a threat anytime he touches the ball in space as an offensive weapon as either a rusher or a receiver. Batty. He's going to be a specialized player, drafted on day three. He's going to add an offensive, dynamic playmaker to any team's roster. There's a place for him at the next level. Mark it. Book it. Next. 18, Ty Chandler at a UNC, formerly of Tennessee. I was very high on this guy in the past. Obviously, it has not lived up to the expectations. But now he's at UNC. He's going to run with Sam Howell, the quarterback. Good offense there. Good scheme. I think Ty Chandler is going to impress people this year. 5'11", 208 pounds. To me, he's a depth running back, but he's got upside. He could become a part of a committee. He can play an all three downs. He could be a kick returner. Average size and frame. Good athleticism, burst, and acceleration, though. He's got above-average long speed. He's got the lateral quickness to kick to the outside. He's got the agility and elusiveness to make people miss in the open field and get to the perimeter. Shows above average to good footwork and cutting ability. Changes directions quickly. Gets up field. Average to above average receiving skills. The ability to line up in the slot and run wide receiver routes. Chandler's another guy like Keontae Ingram. Very intrigued by these transfers. Say the same thing about Eric Gray as well. But he was way at the top. But Chandler, Gray, Keontae Ingram, very intrigued by all of these changes. Going to be watching these guys closely. Next up, Brian Robinson and Master Teague, two big, big major programs, Alabama and Ohio State. If we start with Brian Robinson, how much of the workload does he take now with Najee Harris gone? Is it his time to shine, or is there another guy, um, like there always is, who's going to seize control of that backfield? But Brian Robinson at 6'1", 226 pounds, you know what you're getting. You're getting great size and frame. 
Can a guy with above average athleticism, short area burst, and long speed at those at those measurements? You have very good to great contact balance, physical, tough, finishing ability, shows good play strength. It's going to run through contact, absorb it, forward lean, going to pick up additional yards, runs a good pad level, doesn't get upright. He delivers the punishment. He's got good footwork. Even at 6'1", 226, he shows the ability to one cut and get up the field quickly. Natural forward lean. Brian Robinson's probably going to score a lot of touchdowns and make a lot of yards for Alabama this year. There's a role for him at the next level. Just like I talked about guys who are much higher in the ranks. But there's there's a spot for a guy like Brian Robinson. I'm intrigued by Robinson as a Dave Perry type guy. And then Master Teague, once, time, once upon a time, big-time recruit. Redshirt senior out of Ohio State, 5'11", 225 pounds. Last year, he split the backfield with Trey Sermon. He rushed for eight touchdowns, 500 yards, similar to a couple other guys we talked about today. Complete zero in the passing game. So receiving production skills, major concern. The Ohio State scheme creates a lot of big rushing lanes. Hasn't shown he could be a serviceable pass protector yet. He's had some injury concerns, upright running style, so his pad level's got to you know, gotta be a little bit more consistent with that. Not going to be a guy who's going to make people miss in terms of his agility and elusiveness in the open field. What does he bring to the table? Very good size and frame. Really good play strength, physicality. Pick up additional yards. Absorb that contact. Good leg drive. Runs through contact. Picks up additional yards. He's got above average overall athleticism and straight line long speed for his size. With good short area burst. Shows the ability to one cut and get up the field. He's going to probably put up numbers in that offense. Just the way, the way that offense is kind of built at Ohio State. So Master Teague is going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on. I think he's a depth running back. Short yardage, goal line type guy. I don't think we're going to see much more than that. And let me let me round out my my final seven. And I'm not going to go through full scouting reports on each of these guys. You know, it's in the notebooks. Hopefully, you, t- you check it out. We'll talk about these guys throughout the year. 21, Muhammad Ibrahim out of Minnesota. Number 22, Kennedy Brooks out of Oklahoma. 23, Devontae Price out of FIU. 24, Pierre Strong Jr. out of South Dakota State. And then I have three guys here to kind of round out my list, guys that I've been watching for years. So I felt the need to include them in the notebook to see if there's any, for leaving the light on for any of these guys. Jertavius Whitlow, who's now formerly of Auburn, now at Western Illinois. Malik Davis, who had a spectacular moments as a freshman at Florida, and now a lot of years of kind of, we haven't seen that type of production, big-time athleticism and speed though at Florida. And then Stephen Carr out of, Formerly of USC, big-time recruit, started out really good freshman year, kind of fizzled since, now he's in Indiana. So Whitlow is a guy that I really know is a three-down type guy at Auburn. Went to the transfer porter, portal last year, now going to end up at Western Illinois, but I like the size, the whole package that Whitlow offers. Can he produce at that small school, Western Illinois, and get an opportunity? Malik Davis, it's all about his athleticism, speed, burst, and explosiveness. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Last year, he was finally back on the football field more than – a bit part, a bit player, and he was mostly used as a pass catching role. So he's got some pass catching chops. 
And he's got the speed explosiveness. So keep an eye on Malik Davis. He's probably a guy that m- most people aren't going to know because he's better running backs on his own team. But he might be a guy that ends up at the combine or, you know, one of the lower level all-star games or pro day. And he runs like, you know, a blazing 40 time. Keep an eye on Malik Davis. Stephen Carr, can he find what he had as a true freshman at Indiana? Change of scenery. Does it do him good? The small school guys, Devontae Price and Pierre Strong Jr. out of FIU in South Dakota State, they're intriguing guys. I wanted to, I wanted to have them on my list. Found film that I could watch on them, wrote their reports up. I like those guys. I'm intrigued by those guys. Those guys can move up these ranks for sure. Brooks is the one on this list that I think people are probably most surprised by being down there at 22 and maybe even Ibrahim at 21 out of Minnesota. But when I just watch those guys, you know, Brooks in particular – to me, he's just a limited player. Like, you know, Kennedy Brooks, when you watch him play, and I've been saying this for years, that I never thought him and Trey Sermon were very comparable in terms of their NFL talent. You know, Brooks, redshirt senior, 5'11", 216. Rushed for 1,000 yards last year. But he's not going to bring anything in terms of receiving skills or production. He doesn't have the lateral quickness to get to the outside with regularity. He's not going to create yards for himself. That's just not his game. That athleticism is average. Movement skills, short area bursts are average. Long speed, average. Agility, elusiveness, average. Physical, tough, inside runner. That's what I see when I do Kennedy Brooks. Good pass protector, good vision, good patience, allows his... Good footwork, ability to one cut, get up the field quickly. He's going to put up a monster statistical season unless Eric Gray takes so much of the work. I think they're both going to put up great stats, a lot of touchdowns. But I think that number of last year, 1,000 yards, I don't think we see that again. I think Eric Gray is going to take a lot of the work. So he might put up a heavy touchdown number. I think he's a lesser part of a committee or depth running back. That's what I think with Kennedy Brooks. And then Ibrahim, he's a guy that's been, I think, in people's minds for a while. Another redshirt senior, 5'9", 210. To me, he's a depth running back. Maybe the upside to be part of a lesser committee. Average size, good frame, average athleticism, short area burst, good contact balance, toughness, play strength, physicality. Good vision and footwork, runs a good pad level, leg drive, natural forward lean. These guys like Kennedy Brooks, Smaller, average size frame, no receiving capabilities. There's guys in this draft class that are bigger and more athletic than those guys, that that's their profile. Hard to want these guys when there's bigger guys who are faster. And then you have a whole bunch of guys who can play all three downs, be a factor in the passing game. I think it's hard for guys like Ibrahim and and Brooks. So that's why they're a little bit further down my ranks. But I did put some guys above them, like McCormick out of UTSA, like Algier to BYU, you know, Rashad White out of Arizona State. Those guys, yeah, Kenny Brooks, natural runner, better. Ibrahim, better. But in terms of translating to the next level, which is what I'm trying to predict here, and I'm trying to scout with that in mind, not just college production, College production, yeah, Brooks has got to be a top eight, top six back. That's not what we're evaluating for talent. Traits that are going to translate. 
I'm not sure Kennedy Brooks has a lot of traits that are going to translate. So that's where he is. Where, that's why he's a little further down for me. I like Brian Robinson more. I'm more intrigued by Tyler Chandler. Keontae Ingram, CJ Verdell, those type of guys. So in terms of a watch list, I know I went for 27 names tonight, but that's there's still a lot more guys to keep a close eye on. I have a long list here. So let me just run off some other guys you should be watching close eye on. Greg Bell out of San Diego State. Direct Broussard out of Colorado. L.D. Brown out of Oklahoma State. Letty Brown out of West Virginia. Noah Kane out of Penn State. Zach Charbonnet now out of UCLA. Snoop Connor out of Mississippi. Jayshon Corbin out of FSU. Tyrion Davis-Price out of LSU. Travis Dye out of Oregon. John Emery out of LSU. Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati. Tyler Goodson out of Iowa. Cameron Harris out of Miami. George Holani out of Boise State. Kevin Marks out of Buffalo. Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia. Damian Pierce out of Florida. TJ Pledger out of Utah. Trey Sanders out of Alabama. Sean Shivers out of Auburn. Serotic Thompson out of Texas Tech. And Kenneth Walker III out of Michigan State. The guys on the watch list that intrigue me the most are John Emery out of LSU. Tyler Goodson out of Iowa. Damian Pierce out of Florida, Trey Sanders out of Alabama, and Sir Roderick Thompson out of Texas Tech. Those would be the five guys on the watch list that I'd be keeping a close eye on that I could feel like eventually are intriguing enough for me to put them in the notebook and write a full scouting report on them. So guys, if you enjoyed this, I just went through Gave my top 27 rankings for draft-eligible running backs. Did full detailed scouting reports on the top 15. Shared my thoughts on another and 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 my snippets in the terms of the next five or six guys. And then rounded out my you know top 27 there with some quick hitters on players 21 through 27. So hopefully you enjoyed this again, guys. This is really set to lay the foundation for these guys. So much will change in the next college football year, pre-draft process. Not a lot of people go on record and write these full reports from now and put it out there. But if you get the notebooks, you get these. But it's not a stagnant, stale notebook. It's not a stagnant, stale report. There could be live updates in real time on a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday night or the next morning. There's going to be updates during the season. There's going to be major updates after the season, there's going to be more running backs added and many of them edited and updated in terms of draft projections, how they win, strengths. Maybe they show things in the developmental areas that no longer are developmental areas or concerns, and maybe they're now functional or average at it or something in the functional becomes a strength. These things are so much will change still between now and the 2022 NFL draft. This is supposed to kind of give you a snippet of these guys, get you intrigued by these, hopefully want you to purchase the notebooks. That is our livelihood here. That is what pays the bills. That is what pays for all the stuff that we need here to continue to do Saturday to Sunday for what we do in terms of the, the, the website, in terms of the server fees and the hosting fees and the subscriptions we need. Okay. Every single dime we make goes right back into the stuff that we need to put together a good product for you guys. So these first initial rankings and scouting reports are just kind of to lay the foundation when watching their film. Another year of college football could dramatically alter these scouting reports, dramatically alter these rankings. I'd be surprised if it doesn't, but we've had a pretty decent track record 
of sharing our opinions, sharing our rankings, and then being pretty solid, and then adapting, modifying along the way. So I, I hope you're enjoying these shows as much as I enjoy doing them. I know after hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of film watching and then writing scouting reports for The Notebook, I enjoy doing these episodes in a podcast form, sharing my thoughts with our listeners and our audience who maybe can't get the notebooks. But if you've never gotten the notebooks, I really urge you guys to check them out when they become available. It really is the best way to support us. If you've been a longtime listener, we need more support in, in terms of the notebooks to continue to do what we're doing. So I hope that you check it out. Uh, I know Matt's been working, you know, on the YouTube channel. Please get over to YouTube and check out all the videos Matt has done. Uh, over the last couple months there as well. Make sure you go back and listen to the quarterback rankings and preview show for the upcoming college football year. And then obviously, you know, talking 2022 NFL draft. If you missed the four-part dynasty overall ranking series that I did with Jeff Abercrombie, please check that out. I think you'll greatly enjoy that. Uh, there was a podcast in between those with Matt Harmon, Reception Perception. We talked rookies. We talked second-year guys. Great episode. Make sure you... Go back and listen to that if you have not. So two parts now are done. The quarterback rankings and preview, the running back rankings, scouting reports and preview. Two more to do. Wide receivers will be next, following it up with the tight end position. So on behalf of our sound tech engineer, David Nakano, and myself, thank you for joining us. And we look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday.